Last week we talked with a financial advisor about the intricacies of legacy. This week we chat with a businesswoman who has leveraged Facebook to find massive success. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're so glad that you're here with us this week. We have Gretchen Wilson. If you heard her back a few weeks ago, you know that she just has so much energy and is so smart and we are so thankful that she's back with us for a full episode this week. Gretchen is an awesome um, business partner and awesome mom. You know, she started out working for other people and recognizing, hey, I'm not having the time that I want with my kids. I'm not quite getting the appreciation that I want at work. I just feel like there's constantly a stuff that I'm doing and I'm not seeing stuff on the back end of it. And so she started working for herself um, and has really spiraled that into something where she is just crushing it. She's working with paparazzi jewelry and she has just rally people around her, has a huge organization, but more than that, has really built up a business based around her authenticity and just how approachable and how friendly and just how great she is. Um, So we're super excited, Gretchen, to have you on this podcast and that we get to learn from you because I think there's something so special about learning from successful people who are successful because they're authentic. Absolutely. Awesome. So Gretchen, welcome back. Uh, would you please share uh, share with us about your backstory and kind of how you got to this point? Um, sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so I, I'll start at kind of the beginning. I went to college for broadcast and electronic media. And when I um, when I graduated was the same time the economy crashed and I ended up um, not being able to find a job, even though I had a ton lined up, they were just gone Mm um so i ended up trying to find something somewhere i did that for probably about nine months and then um i ended up staying with my cousin and um we she told me one day that i needed to find a job at walmart just anywhere just get a job right so i ended up applying to a job at toys r us and um it kind of just started my retail career. Mm. I, I never wanted to do it, but it was something that I you needed a paycheck, right? Right. So it started to grow and I started getting promoted slowly but surely. And I remember one day sitting at my desk and being like, this is no longer a job. This has to be my career. So I said, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to show up to work. I'm going to be the best that I can at it, right? I'm not going to just go and you know slum it for a while so i worked really really hard um i ended up having two kids during the time they're 14 months apart so super close in age yeah right (laughs) (laughs) and um i right around the end of the point i interviewed to be promoted for a higher position and i was on the bench for it i was just kind of waiting for my turn trying to figure out what i got to do next and um a whole round new of management came in and i was no longer like gretchen the best person in the whole wide world call gretchen for everyone or everything i had to kind of prove myself again right oh man 
yeah, it was tough. It was very, very tough. And there were days where I would come home and I just felt like I was failing at everything at work. I would have these two kids who were just two and three and just like they were frustrated just because, you know, they'd been at daycare from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single day. And like they were just frustrated. I'd put them to bed and like we'd eat dinner, put them to bed. And that was the end of my day. And then, of course, me and my husband were fighting because we he was sitting in traffic all day. I was working all day. We were just frustrated. So um, my best friend invited me to a party and I was like, heck no, I'm not doing any of that direct sales thing. You know, my everyone who messages me always tells me my skin's bad. I'm overweight. You know, like they just feeling. <laughs> <laughs> And not knocking them, but that's like when somebody says to you, hey, you just had a baby doing my, my exercise plan. I already was overwhelmed at work. I just, I felt like that was the wrong approach for me, right? Yeah. You're like, I don't need you to point out what I have. I already yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but I'm good. So I ended up going and I had a great time. It was so much fun. I messaged my friend in the middle after the consultant said, you can do this too. And it was short. It wasn't like a sales pitch. It just said, hey, I got to tell you this. And I messaged her and said I was going to do it. And my husband um, told me no. My father told me, don't, um, if you're going to do this, don't talk to me about it. I want to know nothing about it. Wow. And yeah. And I had people messaging me saying like, nobody's ever going to buy your stuff. And so I, I signed up like legit wanting to do something for myself to feel good about myself to prove that I could do this and like come home and have something good for myself and everyone against me. Jeez. Um, it, it was it was it was a lot, but it fueled my fire, right? Like I wanted mm. to go out there and I wanted to do this. And not only did I just want to do this to have fun now, I want to do this to prove everyone wrong. And so I went out and I tried it and I just like you said, I got to be myself. I went on my camera. I didn't tell my friends, hey, come by for me. I said, you know, hey, check me out and just say hi. You know, like, I just want you there to say hi to me. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you buy from me. It's the matter that I get to interact with you for five minutes. And that makes my day. And so I started it. My business started growing. And suddenly, I'm here. That's, I think that's <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> well, you're here, but you transitioned out of the out of the normal, yes. quote unquote, normal job that you had. The yeah, one where, so yeah, my um, once I was there, I started looking at what my next step in my career would be, and I realized that my next step was never going to be for me to be home more with my kids. It was always going to be me to be further away. I would be working longer hours. I'd be staying in hotel rooms. I'd be, you know, never ever home. And so once this business started supplementing some of my income, I told my husband, I want to work a different job. So I ended up leaving that company I'd been with for probably almost eight years and like give and take, I left for a little bit, but, um, for about eight years and I took another job that was 40 hours a week and I was still working nights and weekends and all of that time even though I was told I wasn't going to and <laughs> that's retail for you right oh uh, yeah no you don't have to work weekends uh we're gonna need you to come in this weekend <laughs> <laughs> there you go so I told my husband we were about twelve hundred twelve thousand dollars in debt I feel like it was and um, I told him if once I pay off this credit card, I want 
us to talk about me staying home and doing this paparazzi thing full time. And I don't think he believed me, but I said, don't touch the credit cards. I'm going to rack it up for a second. I'm going to sell a bunch of stuff and I'm going to do it. It took me four months and he, yeah. (laughs) And um, that day when he started seeing it get down to $1,000, he freaked out and he was like, okay, we're moving. We have to find a different game plan. Um, And we were going to move to Wisconsin, move back there and, the job offer that he got wasn't the same that they proposed to us. And suddenly I had quit my job, given my two weeks notice, one year to the date. Of, well, my last day was one year to the date of when I had started paparazzi. And, um, and let's see. And we, I looked at him. I said, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to try this me being a stay-at-home mom thing. And Jeez. so I was a stay-at-home mom and started running my own business. And the next month I hit. Um, elite, which is one of the top percentages of the company. Wow. That is, that is an awesome, awesome story. I love that. I love that. How, like, even though people around you were kind of like, I don't know, like this kid just, okay, you could try it, but just like, don't get your hopes up, like all that kind of stuff. And you're just like, no, I'm going to show you. And then you went and you did. And it's like, (laughs) oh, we should probably change our whole outlook of what what was going to happen because this is like turning into a thing. Yeah. When I hit one of my higher ranks, I remember being on the phone with my dad and I was crying because I had hit my rank and I held up this little piece of jewelry that was on my neck and I said, Daddy, $5 just turned into this much money. And he was, we both just were laughing and I was crying and it was like all of this thing because it <laughs> was insane how just one little product could turn into such a bigger picture Mm -hmm. wow that's awesome i love looking back at your story how you said that you realized like you had these jobs and eventually you're like okay this has to become a career now i think for a lot of people um sometimes it's easy to get stuck going from job to job to job to job because you don't recognize when you're in the same industry for so long that it is becoming a career and to grow in it you have to see it as a career but to know if it's a career you really want to go into, you have to look ahead and be like, where is this really taking me? Like, if I keep progressing and if I keep going, what yeah. is the end game here? Yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the one of the big pieces of your story, too. Like, when you looked at it and you actually picked it apart, you know, I think a lot of people just glaze over things. But you're like, I see where this path is going. And it means more time away from the kids, more time away from home. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I know, I, oh, I, I totally cut you off. but <laughs> I think one of the, like you said, like you have to look at your job as a career. And the same thing with this for me, like you guys are kind of just starting out your podcast again, right? You're going on. But one of the biggest things I learned was like you can either have a hobby or you can have a business, right? So if you treat mm-hmm. your business like a hobby, it's going to react like a hobby. You're not going to get out what you need from it. And But if you treat it like a business, it's going to act like a business. And I like to think like if you're going to do a hobby though, like do you really want to be that bad at it? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get that. You know? Like just you go out there and you do it and you do you do your gosh darn best and you're going to get good results. So that's, that's all I got. I love that. If you're going to do your hobby, like, do you really want to be bad at your hobby though? Do you like, do you want to be, do you want to be, you know, a, a person who plays video games, but is just bad at video games? 
It's just your <laughs> hobby happened to... <laughs> don't, don't put your hand on my shoulder like I'm bad at video games. You know I'm good at video games. But <laughs> I digress. What I, what I was getting at was like, I think anything when you treat it and you take the, the, the serious attitude about it, like, like it's a business or like it's a career and just say, I'm going to get serious about this. There's bound to be ways to monetize that. There are bound to be ways to turn it into some type of business that can turn into something that's bigger than you thought. Mm-hmm. So when you got started with paparazzi, I'm just curious, because you said, you know, you had these people come up and say, I don't want to hear about it. It's not going to work. You know, all the the negativity. You said that just made me want to win more. Was there a period of time in the middle? Because I know sometimes I've had people come at me negatively. And there's like this period of, you know, like it might be a day, it might be a week, it might be a month, it might be five minutes where it kind of stings a little bit before you get that fire that's like, okay, I'm going to show you now. Like, what did that look like for you? And how did you make the turn into I'm going to use this as fuel versus letting it crush you versus letting it crush you? Well, I'll tell you, just backing up all the way to the beginning, after that first week, I had bought my starter kit. And all those people were saying all that stuff to me. And I was scrolling on Facebook and somebody had posted on it, um, have dreams so big that you're afraid to tell small minded people. And that was when I was like, all right, I'm good. Like, I got this, you know, like, I got this. If they don't see the big picture, they're small minded. I'm big minded. And Mm. that was like, that was my push. That was when I started. And then moving forward all the way on, I think the the one time I legit was ready to quit was I went to a vendor event and all of my jewelry fell over in the middle of the road and was like, I just destroyed like thousands of pieces, right? Like oh, it no. was horrible. And I sat in my car. Yeah, no lie. Oh my gosh. And just cried. And I cried for, I would say, about like two or three minutes. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I just lost everything. And I said, okay, I have two options. I can quit this and I have nowhere to go. Or I can pull up my big girl panties and I can get going, right? And I pictured all of the people on my team who I had told this is worth it, that this is bigger than you can imagine that you should do this because there are going to be things that are going to change your life. And I I pictured their faces, one girl in particular, and I just said, okay, I got this. And I went to Home Depot. I bought myself all new pegboards. I spray painted them that afternoon. Like, what on a Saturday I went to Walmart like how hard is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's that the was... hardest part of the whole thing <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> nobody wants to go to Walmart on a Saturday <laughs> forget losing but... thousands of dollars of inventory gotta go to Walmart <laughs> that has been like my driving force since then is I was been like I can no longer let myself down I'm letting down everyone that I allowed this to be bigger than it was you know like if Hmm. i believed in this as much as i do if i say at this point i'm done i quit everything i've stood for for how many years is now over you know like who am i and think about that from a bigger perspective it's not just the people on your team it's people Mm -hmm. in other networking other network marketing industries are looking at gretchen going hey i could do that too it's like Mm -hmm. your kids and your family and your friends who look up to you for other reasons if like the minute that we 
choose or even have that thought of I could throw in the towel right now, which I think, honestly, all of you listening to this at some point in your lives have thought I could just throw in the towel. Even if it, it even like on a daily basis, I think we all have throw in the towel moments mm-hmm. where it's like, I just, I could just not make this phone call. I could just, I could just skip this one phone call. It's kind of like a throw in the towel moment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in those moments, we always have the choice. Are we going to throw in the towel? But we have to look at what are the steps that come from that? What's the outcome? If I throw in the towel, it's not just like, oh, I have a little bit of immediate relief. It's like, no, I have days and months of wondering what if I hadn't, you know, or like, what's the thing if I choose not to throw in the towel? Like, yeah, there might be a little bit of discomfort. There might be a little bit of, all right, I'm going to get my crap together and just get through it. But what is the potential outcome there? And I think the potential outcome for a lot of the things that we know we should do, but it's uncomfortable. I think a lot of times the potential outcome is greatness. And we're so afraid of that, that we start looking at other options. I've got a question for you. So a lot of people, maybe that they start more like traditional businesses, you know, or they like go out and get a brick and mortar store and they do some things like that. And, and, and maybe a lot of people have like dabbled with network marketing or direct sales stuff. Um, but what would you say are like some of the top things that you have learned from doing this that you don't think you would have learned in your career in retail? Oh, that's good. I think that the biggest ones is the whole, it is networking, right? And it is all about how you make people feel, right? So if you're in this business, everything falls on me. So if I were to be in a store and just said, no, this isn't our policy, I don't care what's happening, you know, I'm backing on that. But here, everything that I do is what I stand for. Everything Mm. that I say is what I represent. And that's the, I think that's the biggest part. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. I, every, when you wake up in the morning, especially with this, like there are people who look forward to things that you say or to what you post on Facebook. They look forward to you going live. And when you don't go live, they they're upset like i get legit messages being like hey it's 8 35 where are you (laughs) so you just have to show up because these people that you don't know they rely on you and i'll tell you my relationships like when i started this i started it because i thought i was going to spend more time talking to my best friends from high school and my best friends from college and everyone i had met along the way And my relationships that I have built are with complete strangers who now feel like closer friends to me than, you know, anyone else. It's, it's amazing the people that you will meet just through this. And it's because you build genuine relationships with them. You know, it's crazy too. I think the internet has really given us the ability to do that because especially the way that you built your business is all on your authenticity and you being yourself. And so like, modern marketing looks at that and says, well, of course, when you've got a large group of people that you can market to with the internet, you're going to find people that you relate to better than you ever would have been able to find at your school or whatever, because it's like cherry picking from all over the country, all over the world to find the perfect people that fit exactly with Gretchen. And the same thing you know, with podcasting or YouTube or, or, or business now with the internet and the, just that mass amount of people that we can market to when we are really, truly authentic, 
we niche really, really hard to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that you would meet these total strangers like, man, I am actually way on board with this person. I really enjoy this person. And it's it's weird how relationships that we had growing up that were like our closest friends were like, that person was nothing like me. They liked all the different things. They didn't care. You know, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't care about having a business or growing something or all those things. And now all of a sudden we get a chance to meet other people who are like of the same ilk. Why, why did I use that word? I don't that's even such know. such a weird I, word. Cut of the same cloth? Thank you. That's better. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. When you got started, um, because I know paparazzi, it was just kind of like uh, testing the waters. You know, I think I could do that. How did you handle like going live? Were you just like, I'm just going to be authentic Gretchen? Or did you go on trying to figure out how am I supposed to be and how am I supposed to act? Because right now, when you go live, like, I'll literally stop and listen. Ted's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm listening to Gretchen because it's just like so pleasant and happy. Um, But you're so authentic. But I think a lot of times what people run into when they go onto social media is they try and uh, portray a version of themselves versus just being themselves. Like... Yeah, I, I so it's funny. I have my practice live. You should ask to see it one day uh, before I <laughs> live. And I'm literally whispering to the camera, trying not to say, um, you can edit this out, trying not to say brown balls when I was explaining jewelry. <laughs> I'll start that again. <laughs> but so my, pra- my practice live was just me like trying to describe the jewelry, but I was very quiet. I was very uncomfortable. And when I went live, because I think I had spent so much time on my first one, literally just messaging my friends saying, hey, I'm super uncomfortable with this. I don't feel like like I'm scared. I think people are going to judge me. If you get a chance, you don't have to buy anything. Just hop on and say hello. And because I had so many people hopping on and saying hello, I felt okay. You know, like my people were coming to support me, not by buying, that was fine, but by saying hello. And that's what I told you before. Like just people Mm. who love you saying hello to you makes a huge difference. So um, I think uh, over time, I got a little bit more comfortable in front of a camera but I knew like I have a broadcast electronic media degree I I've been behind camera like I was I co-anchored a talk show in college you know like I've I've done things so I wasn't as nervous but as I did it more I wanted to be somebody that I would want to watch on a live video as well right Mm -hmm. so I wanted to be somebody who was there to have conversation, who wanted to know about your day, who wanted to know about your life, who made you feel important when you walked in a room. And I talk a lot to my team about like, if you go to a party and you are, or a dinner party and you're sitting with eight people, how are you going to make each of those eight people feel? That's the exact same way you should make everyone who's watching you when you're alive. You know, you should make them feel like they're genuinely appreciated. Because otherwise, mm. I'm leaving that party. Like, if you don't care if I'm there or not. So mm. that's kind of how I look at it. That's a really, really great way. Especially, cause, like, it's weird how the internet, you, you have, there's so much opportunity there, but you still need to connect with people, even though they're over the, you know, over the airwaves and they're on another, you know, in a completely different situation, maybe they're wearing their pajamas and they're sitting outside having a cigarette or something like that. And it's like, but you're still f- figuring out a way to connect 
with them. And the more you can like really connect to that person is, is how you're going to be able to move business forward, but also just really business just comes down to relationships Mm -hmm. and the better that we can get, especially with an online platforms. I'm learning a ton of stuff by the way, from you about how we need to run our podcast community, because I'm thinking about all of our listeners right now who are out there. It's, it's hard to hear what they're saying back to us. So I'm trying to imagine where they might be sitting listening to this or imagine uh, they're driving to work and their commute's super annoying and, you know, there are people honking their horns and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and so this is a really, really good eye opener for us for sure, too, because it's like we got to we got to figure out who are we talking to all the time and really try to meet them where they are, not assume that they're in the exact same place as we are right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to know that like people will buy into you if they know, like, and trust you. And maybe they might not like when I know you because I know about your life. I see you guys. We've talked before. Right. And then I like you clearly. And then I trust you. (laughs) You (laughs) (laughs) You haven't done anything to hurt me. But like once, once one of those basically gets broken or if somebody hasn't had the chance to buy into you because you haven't connected with them, that's mm. when you lose everything. That's when you guys are going to lose, you know, those viewers and everything. If you can't tell them, hey, guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's so true. true. Um, <laughs> so wrapping up, I'm excited to hear what your answer to this question is, because I've seen you over the years go through so many job transitions, family changes, moving, all different things. So right now where you are, uh, what does the idea of building a legacy really mean to you? I think it just means that I can live my life to the fullest, honestly. Like if I can wake up every day and do things for my kids that make them feel special and that I can leave them being able to see that, you know, mom works hard, but she's still there with you and Mm -hmm. that they can instill those same work ethics of I have to work hard, but my family is so important to me that they want to be with their family and they want to work hard. And if I can leave that with them, I think, I will. I'll be happy. (laughs) No, that's great. It's a great answer, because I think some legacies we intentionally like build and try to like leave behind and like, I want to be remembered for blank. But also like looking back, different people that I've known in my lives, like I remember some people just because they're so full of joy and so full of life and it's inspiring. And it's a thing that makes me go, that's what I want to do. And they may not have thought that what they were doing with their life was going to necessarily even impact anybody else, Mm -hmm. but it really has because for people who don't just get jealous when they see someone living their, their best life, but people who say like, Hey, that's attainable. Like I could do that too. It's an inspirational thing. And it really does leave lasting ripples, uh, throughout generations. Yeah. Listen, we're so, I'm so proud of you. You're doing just a fantastic job. Gretchen, where can our listeners find you? Um, definitely. They can find me at jewelrywillalwaysfit.com. And then I'm also, my store is jewelrywillalwaysfit.com and sold.com. And if you purchase four pieces of jewelry or $20 and use coupon code LegacyBuilders, I'll give you free shipping. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode where we talk with a couple doing mission and nonprofit work in Bangladesh and the unique challenges of cross-cultural work. 
Thank you for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this content and feel that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to go to iTunes, subscribe, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.